welcome back to Catching Up David. This is episode 13. Woo! Black Swan. Yay! Hooray! That was half-hearted. Yay! Put like at least another half-heart I don't have to do anything that you tell me to. Black Swan was released in 2010. It stars Natalie Portman, Vincent Castle, Mila, Mila? Mila. Mila. Mila Kunis. Barbara Hershey, and Winona Ryder, and was directed by Darren Aronofsky. This time, I knew Natalie Portman and Winona Ryder, but I always imagined Winona Ryder as Veronica from Heathers, so I didn't know that was her at all until I saw her in the credits. But remember that us two have not seen Heathers, so even that reference means nothing. Also, does it really star Winona Ryder? I read that she's in it for a grand total of like less than four minutes. She gets she gets star billing, according to whoever decides those things. Her agent probably. Yes. So she's not in it enough. I would agree she's not in it enough for star billing. I do think she does well though. I forgot it was Winona. That's I watched it. that's who it is. Yeah. yeah. The film was a critical and commercial success, with five Academy Award nominations, including Best Picture, Best Director. Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, and Best Actress, which Natalie Portman won. Which is great, because her performance is super good, and I'm not surprised that she won Best Actress for it. Uh, Was that the only award of the five that won? That was the only one. Well, good for Natalie. Good for Natalie. Yeah. The cinematography was, like, really good, too. I don't know what else was up for it. I didn't look into it. But, yeah. Good good work, Natalie Portman. (laughs) All that... Ballet training paid off. Thematically, Natalie. Yeah. That's what we can say about Black Swan. That one has a nice ring to it. I know. In case you haven't seen it, Black Swan follows Nina Sayers, a ballerina in a prestigious New York City ballet company, as they're about to open their season with Swan Lake. Thomas, the fucking creep of an artistic director, has decided that for this performance, he wants the same ballerina to play both the Swan Queen, the White Swan, and her twin, the Black Swan. Nina gives a perfect performance during auditions as the White Swan, but fails to impress him with her Black Swan routine after being interrupted by newcomer Lily. The next day, after biting Thomas when he forcibly kisses her, Nina discovers that, much to her surprise, she's been cast as the Swan Queen after all. Nina and those around her, including... His name is actually Toma, but it's spelled Thomas. I said Thomas before. It's Toma. 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 The French. Toma and Nina's overbearing mother push her further and further as she practices the role, bringing her to the edge of sanity and, perhaps, beyond. A doppelganger, some skin peeling, and a whole lot of hallucinations, Black Swan. So I kind of want to start with Kristen, since you were also seeing it for the first time. Yes. What was it like? How How much did you know about it going into it? I really didn't know anything about it going into it. I knew ballet. I knew Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis, and that's about the beginning and the end of it. I told you Sebastian Stan was in it for a hot second. And I kept consistently forgetting. Sebastian Stan. Did I tell you? No. Um, My mom said that she hated this movie, so I went into it like, will I too hate this movie? I didn't hate it. I think I liked it. I don't know if I'd like watch it again, just because it's... It's unsettling, but I don't know if it's even, like, the fun kind of unsettling. It's just an unsettling kind of unsettling. Okay. But I like when people sort of, like, 
descend into insanity. So, always a good time to watch. That's your jam? Yes, (laughs) jam. Watching them just slowly lose their mind over the course of 90 to 120 minutes. Yeah, I did not like the skin peeling. I didn't even watch it. I don't even know if I liked it. <laughs> but I'm you going just stated very definitively, I did not like. <laughs> I know that I don't like the idea of it. Okay. It's been it's been really cold here, and I had I had like a cuticle issue. I like, yeah, it was definitely there was some black swan <laughs> skin peeling going on. Yeah. I got a big old bandaid just on this right now. Starts to peel down. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Hmm. I thought it was a good time. I expected there to be. I think like. More, I think I expected one more, not like big plot, but maybe like like a B or a C plot. That's fair. So I don't think I disliked it, but I think they could have added something that would have made it a bit more engaging. Okay. But I don't know if that would have like detracted from the overall what they were trying to do. I guess I kind of consider everything at home a B plot. Yeah, but they could have had a C plot. No, you're right. I know. You're really right. But I'm in this, right. yeah, I think it would have benefited from some more story stuff going on yeah i think immediately after seeing it i thought that i think i said that the script felt a little thin to me those were the exact words that you used and watching it again i retract that statement i don't think it's thin so much as the plot of it is sort of exactly what i expected it to be Mm. It's like not every detail of it, like her home life, for instance, like pretty messed up and weird. I didn't mm-hmm. see that coming necessarily, but I've seen a few other things where like a famous work of art sort of like comes to life for the characters and that kind of echoes in their own lives. Like there's a there's a play that won the Pulitzer a few years ago called Anna in the Tropics. That's about factory workers in the Caribbean being read Anna Karenina while they work. And then, lo and behold, the plot of Anna Karenica seeps into their lives. And, like, the same, like, love interests and affairs. And, like, the people in the factory have, like, a doppelganger in the book almost. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, it sort of becomes manifested in their reality. Yes, Kristen? Sidebar, what's the plot of Anna Karenina? A woman leaves her husband in late 1800s Russia. Um... Poor Count Vronsky, and this causes a whole bunch of social ramifications that result in her throwing herself in front of a moving train. Haven't we all been there? It's truly. And okay. then there are subplots within Anna Karenina that are a little yeah. bit happier. Okay. I've heard of it, I just knew nothing about it. Yeah. But yeah, so Anna in the Tropics is Anna in the Tropics. Uh-huh. And this felt very much like, you know, Swan Lake in New York. Okay. Like, you know, the... The battle between the good and the bad swan. Exactly, yeah. Within Natalie Portman. Yeah. When we've got, like, Nina and her twinned character, like, her twin slash understudies, Lily, and this twin swans in Swan Lake, and we've got, you know, Nina's the pure white one, and Lily's the black swan that wants to take the prince slash the main role of the ballet from Nina or like Nina imagines that Mm. Um, there's the scene where like she hallucinates that she's having sex with Thomas um, and all the times that she imagines or it it gets like reality gets a little bit weird hallucinates (laughs) having sex with Thomas she Natalie Portman Nina hallucinates 
Oh, yeah, Lily. Lily. Okay, yeah, but yeah. you meant her. And oh, I was no, like, no, sorry. Yeah, mm. yeah. Lily and Toma have their okay. scene backstage mm-hmm. at one point. Like the White Swan commits suicide. Nina stabs herself with a mirror, a broken mirror, like the broken self. Things hey. like that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's just not. It's not a plot device that I'm particularly drawn to. Which isn't so much a criticism of the movie as it is like a personal preference. Like it's a really good version of that. Mm. It's just like work of art manifests itself in real life is not a thing that I've ever been like, hooray, I'm glad this is happening. Yeah, but I I was definitely wrong. The script isn't thin. It's like really tight. It just, there wasn't anything that going into it I couldn't have expected, which is kind of okay. what I was hoping for. Mm. Yeah. I think part of it maybe too not that it necessarily I still think a like a good C plot could have been beneficial, but maybe because it is supposed to be like a descent into insanity, the beginning just seems a little bit slow because there's not a whole lot because going she's fine. on and she's fine. relatively fine. Um so obviously things pick up as it goes on and it's just a matter of getting there. Yeah. There's a little bit of a C plot with Beth. I guess. For like 15 minutes. Yeah, she's not in it very much. No. But there is sort of, you know, the as Nina's star is rising, like Beth's star is going falling. Out. Yeah. And the sort of... Oh, see, wreck, I forgot sort that of Beth like, was um, Winona Ryder. I yeah. thought she was the girl who Nina said good luck to in the beginning. And then she's like, was that some kind of joke? Oh, no. I feel really like bad for her in that scene because, like, yeah. op, like Nina is mistaken. But can you imagine being that person and right. you're like, "Oh like, my god, yeah. I got the star role." And, and then, you find out it's the person who just told you that. Like, yeah. yeah, what a dick move. Yeah, accidental by Nina, but mm-hmm. it's 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 a funny scene to me because like, what a terrible thing to do to someone if you did <laughs> yeah. it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, I guess there, like, I would consider the home stuff the B plot and I would consider the Beth stuff the C plot. So I do think so there's Beth some of that like a, like there. D plot. Yeah, like uh, they both seem like half like yeah. half B plot, half C plot. Yeah. To me. Like I acknowledge that they're there and they add some dimension to it that I really like, but I could I can see why it's maybe not enough. Yeah, for certain viewers. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Like I said, I think it was more like I wanted to be surprised by something in the plot, Mm -hmm. but the things I knew about Black Swan going into it were just sort of like ballerina descent into madness, also the plot of Swan Lake. Mm -hmm. And that was, that's what I got. And I wanted, I wanted something more than that. I'm pretty happy with that plot. Yeah. But I also, the first time that I watched it, I wasn't really going into it with, like, here's what I know about this movie. I mean, I guess I kind of was, because I'd seen the trailer, so I knew what, sure. the, what the trailer wanted me to know. I never the trailer after. Oh, we should do that. I can't remember the trailer. It made me want to see it, I guess. And then I watched it, and I was like, wow, that's like... I think that it's a really tight plot, and that it's sophisticated, but it also does kind of feel like first step into that kind of psychological horror. Like, when I watch it... I'm unsettled, but I'm not alarmed. It it's a pleasant unsettling for mm-hmm. me, unlike for Kristen. I don't I, I don't know. I, I I like watching Nina lose it through the yeah. whole movie. 
but visuals, I can't articulate yeah. why. The visuals are like really good. Like I knew I had seen a couple of Darren Aronofsky's other films, and like I think he's an he's a director who like I'm not always I don't always care for like the substance of his movies, mm-hmm. but the visuals and like the direction of it I always like he always really nails it for me like there's elements of pie and mother that have always like have really stuck with me and will probably like specific shots and images that I'll always remember if I like forget Mm -hmm. the rest of the plot yes Kristen I did look up the other nominees for cinematography if you wanted to know because I'd like to do that there was Black Swan and then there was also Inception The King's Speech The Social Network and True Grit any guesses as to what one? True grit. King's speech. Both wrong. Inception. Okay, that was yeah. my second. That makes that was sense. My second yeah. guess. It's on our list too. That was it is on a little, list. little sidebar. Excellent. Yeah, but I think I felt, I think I felt sort of similar about this one, where like, the the cinematography is so great, the ballet sequences are beautiful and really show like, I don't know, somebody who like appreciates the artistry of it i think like the club scene is shot in a really affecting way Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. there's so many shots and scenes that are like you know the skin peeling thing a lot of the body horror stuff when like her legs bend backwards and she's like turning into the swan and like i think it's i think it was just a matter of the my favorite movie watching experiences are ones that like surprise me but don't trick me if that kind of makes sense. I mean, it, it does. Everybody likes to be surprised by a movie, but I also yeah. don't think that a lack of surprises makes for a bad movie. No, no. Like a I, I'm predictable not, plot yeah. isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, no, I'm not saying... I I don't think it's a bad movie at all. It just wasn't... It's not one that I'm going to, like, want to rewatch a bunch of times. Okay. Though. See, I rewatched yeah. it a bunch of times when I was in high school when it came out, and my friend and I really liked it, and we were the black swan and the white swan for Halloween. I um, was the white swan, so I got the lamer costume. What? <laughs> you're not a good person. You shouldn't have been the white swan. Okay. <laughs> I'm the best person. Ergo, I should be the white swan. So you're saying your but friend is inferior. But the black swan inferior. has the funner costume. No, she doesn't have the funner costume. costume. Yeah, I suppose Yeah, but we watched it, like... Pretty frequently, but I also I didn't go into it with like here's a piece of pop culture that I know is a piece of pop culture and was big when it came out. I was in the swing of people who were like, "Wow, this was great" when it came out, and I think uh-huh. also that was one of my first experiences with like, this isn't an indie movie, but that type sure, yeah. of it's like a stepping stone mm-hmm. to indie film yeah. kind of. It was my first like big movie that had a widespread release, but was kind of different than mm-hmm. the mainstream media film. Yeah. He's sort of like an auteur. Yeah, almost. he's like, yeah. He's, he walks the line. He walks the line, mm-hmm. yeah. I think part of it, I've always been a little bit hesitant when a movie plays with like what's real and what's imaginary, because mm-hmm. I think at some point I s- sort of stop caring which is which, or I get like, mm-hmm bored of the question it's like oh is this really happening it's like i don't i don't that's know that's totally reasonable yeah. yeah i get that way when people are like headcanon this all happened in the book character's head thereby yeah. um, thereby like, invalidating like, literally everything yeah. like, it's all a dream it's like yeah no, that kind of thing a dream. Like, I and i mean <laughs> i don't know if you're setting out to write that story fine like things that happen in characters head doesn't necessarily mean they're real to kind of semi-quote albus dumbledore but like it just it just feels like people think they're really deep when they do it. 
And they take that shortcut to like, but what if none of it was real? It's like, See, one thing I had fun with was trying to figure out, and maybe other people did not have this, but when Nina confronts Lily about her leaving in the morning after staying over, I thought that Lily was lying. And she was like, no, we didn't do anything last night. Nothing happened. I thought that was her, like, messing with Nina. Because I was still, like, believing or seeing Nina as, like, a trustworthy narrator. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So when she was starting to think, like, oh, my God, maybe Lily's out for me. I was like, oh, my God, maybe Lily's out for her. And so she's lying about it. And so because I thought that that could have been true, all the other things was sort of a more fun, like, is she imagining this or is she not? Or like if it did happen, is she just blowing things out of proportion or is she actually right about these things that her paranoia is legit? I will say that a lot of the things that happen do feel like they could go either way. Yeah. And I think the movie does a good job of painting hallucinations that have equal arguments for both sides. Like yeah. Toma and Lily could have totally been having sex because yeah. Toma's creepy. Oh, and we don't super. know enough about Lily to know... No how she is with that kind of thing so like, like none she was of it con- was a blatant this is a hallucination like a swan coming to life and crawling after her in the rehearsal room That's or something like that you'd be like hmm <laughs> don't think that one's real right. but the other ones seem like they could be that exact like they yeah, walk like, the line very well and so I thought it was kind of fun to go through and be yeah. like hmm real not real and it was only truly towards the end that I'm like so all of those weren't real? Yeah. Unknown. Yeah. Rewatching it, there are like a few sort of more subtle hints sometimes during the hallucinations. Like during the sex scene with Lily, like her body does get like the little goose. Mm. I thought that was just her being weird during the sex scene. Yeah. Um, like, which is what I thought the weird, first time maybe. through too. Yeah. But watching it again, it's like, oh, like she's turning into a swan. Mm-hmm. That's a sign of her hallucination because that happens a lot. Yeah. She gets gets kind of swanny. Swanny gets automatically kind of swanny. Assumed yeah. that particular scene was a hallucination because in the morning the stick that she put to stop her mom from coming in the room is still in place. And if Lily had left she would have to move that and then leave and then it wouldn't have been reset up the same way. I thought it was slightly moved. I think it was still but it was still like poking at the door and stopping it from opening, right? It would be better if it was slightly moved, because then it wouldn't have an argument, and then it would be a stronger... I th- like, it was still Ooh, towards the happen? door, but it was like... It seemed like it could have been a subtle enough movement okay. that if Lily was trying not to wake Nina, could have just, like, moved it enough to open the door and squeeze out, and then close it. Because I got the impression that Nina had to pick it up to get out. It wasn't just picking it up to pick it up. Mm. I don't know. Mm. You're Black the one who rewatched it. I did. Did you pay attention to the bar location? I did. I did not. Then what good are you? I'm totally useless. God. I did really love the mixture of body horror plus ballet, which is in itself kind of an unnatural thing to do. I hate. I mean, I like watch. Like I like watching ballet, but I hate watching ballet. Which is part of the reason I'd have this on in the background sometimes, because I could look at it when I wanted, and then when I was like, the human body doesn't do that, yeah. I could just turn away. Yeah. It was fun, because I was talking to Lauren, who does, <clears throat> who did ballet, and she was saying how, because I was saying how, like, 
the way their feet bend is just so no, unnatural. And she's like, yeah, but it's not painful. And I'm like, but it looks like no, it would be. Of course it is. But she specified that, like, when you learn how to, like, stand on your toes the way that they do, you have been practicing so many other things so that it's, like, all the strain of it is in your muscles, not on your skeleton, like, the pressure doing that. And her saying that made me be less freaked out by everything else. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, okay, they're like professional athletes. They're figuring out like how to work their muscles to do these things. Whereas before I was just like, I could not bend that yeah. way and not break something. I mean, I guess I buy it. But as somebody who gets frequent and debilitating toe cramps <laughs> for no discernible reason, <laughs> I hate it. I don't like watching toes yeah. move. Oh, when she has to, like, separate them? Yeah. When she, like, did, like, the tiny separations, it was almost, like, sort of entertaining to watch. I was like, that's weird. Totally <laughs> shouldn't do that. But then she got to her other foot, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. I didn't like that one. Yeah. Zero to ten. Yeah. And there, there's, like, there are really good, I guess, like, rhyming action where, like, you get the scene of her broken toenail before where her, like, toes all bloody oh, and gross. Yeah, yeah. And then, like... When she's starting to lose it, her toes are, like, welding themselves together as she turns into the swan. Mm-hmm. And, like, all the all the foot stuff and, yeah, the skin stuff. Yeah, I was really into it. Yeah. All right. Body horror. Your face just lit up when you were talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I was really into it. Yeah. I like those terrible, horrifying body things. I'm... That's weird. Yeah. I'm kidding. That's fine. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. Bodies are bodies are so weird, and like when they do even weirder things. If you think about bodies at all, they start to become really weird. If you look at your hands, like what the fuck are these? Looking at your I fingers, <laughs> a post that was like bodies are weird because, or yeah, bodies are weird because when you put on a shirt, you go in one hole and out three. <laughs> I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. No. Think about it. See, the ones that are like, human body can be hit by a car going at 25 miles an hour. Is fine. Trip, hit your head in the counter, you're dead. (laughs) Or like, you (laughs) can grow a complete human life in the span of just nine months, but if you twist your ankle once, it'll never feel the same again. (laughs) Have fun cracking your back. (laughs) Ages 25 to the rest of your life. (laughs) Bodies are weird. I don't think about it. Unless I'm getting toe cramps. Did I tell you about the thing I saw? <laughs> That's weird. The thing I saw that was like, due to um, the fact that women can become pregnant, the average number of skeletons per human is always greater than one. Yeah, you did tell me about that. <laughs> what a fun one. Yeah. I don't like it. Okay, bodies. Bodies are good. I will say that not being a ballerina, my opinion doesn't really count for much, and I could be very wrong. But my impression watching it is that they did their due diligence on ballet, mm-hmm. and they got... It seems to me like they got legitimate ballet dancers, and or that Natalie, especially, and probably mm-hmm. Mila, at least took a good amount of lessons to well, learn how to dance. Portman did the whole like year-long yeah. intensive thing, and I think I heard or I read that both her and Mila Kunis, when they were younger, had done dance. I don't okay. know how extensively, but I imagine it still is sort of one of those, like, right. you learn like, at a young enough age yeah. that it's easier to get back into it. Okay. I mean, it just seems like they knew... I mean, I... They did, like, a pretty good job. Again, as a non-dance, technically I did ballet, but I was, like, five 
So, like, that means nothing. I did tap dance at five. That's weird. It's not. <laughs> so, it's exciting. I got to wear a Little Mermaid costume. I had it. I had a ballet class, but I really just wanted the tutu. So as soon as my parents got me the tutu, I refused You're to like, go to ballet class done. anymore. And they were like, fine. So I didn't go. See, I liked it. And our teacher retired. So that was the end. No more. Anyway. Oh, yeah. So my opinion means nothing is what I was getting at. But I think they also did a good job. It seemed like it was pretty... Or I think they knew that they were trying to make it quality, legitimate ballet. So, yeah, anyone who wasn't Natalie Portman or Mila Kunis, mm-hmm. they tried to get, like, good, legitimate dancers like, in and there. No, it's a low bar to have, like, accurate warm-ups for the ballet dancers in the movie. But I felt like they were... Ac- they looked like they would be exercises... I felt like I was watching a ballet training thing, and that's probably part of why I liked it so much. I spent a lot of my second viewing trying to figure out whose fault this all was. (laughs) (laughs) What was your conclusion? I'm very curious. I don't know. I think it's like everybody. I mean, yeah, everybody plays a part, for sure. Yeah. My outline is like, mom slash home life, how much of this is her fault? Toma, how much of this is his fault? <laughs> There's a lot of blame to be passed around. The, the mom is weird and controlling, but to me the thing that seems the most controlling is when she goes to throw away the cake. Yeah, like, oh yeah, for sure. Like first... Because everything else you could, I feel like, at least have pass off as like helicopter parent to the extreme. Mm. And... Sometimes not necessarily like justify, justify, but when she put the mittens on Nina while she was sleeping because she keeps scratching, mm-hmm. that's like yeah, it's a helicopter parent, but like, but that's at least there's a cause and a consequence, and she's like, here's an easy fix I yeah, can do in the moment. When she got the cake and then Nina didn't want any, she was like, well then I'll just throw it out, and I'm like, oh my god. So I think that was yeah. a good introduction into how like on and off whatever her mom can be. But then it never really came back. Everything else, again, could sort of be justified a little bit as, like, helicopter parent or not. Not everything. Don't make that face. But, I don't know. I think that definitely set the groundwork and did not put Nina in a good headspace. And then creepy psycho whatever his name is, Tama, Mm -hmm. was awful. I didn't like him. No, that's because he's a a creep. Yeah. Yeah. But if I were to blame anyone, I think I'd put most of the blame on Nina's mom. She's my least favorite character. And not in the sense that she's a bad character. I think she's uh-huh. like a great yeah. written character. But well, she freaks me out. To that forever. Yeah, I feel like that really that helped makes... lay the groundwork for who Nina yeah. is as a person. Who is someone who is particularly susceptible to this kind of psychological horror. How old is Nina supposed to be? 28. That's my age. I don't like that. Change it. 29. Yay! <laughs> That's better. better. That's older than me. Yeah. I don't know if it's ever mentioned in the script, but Wikipedia says 28, and I will believe them. I was trying to piece it together because, I don't know, I just wanted to know how old I she guess was. She does have to be kind of young because... Because um, they talked about, you know, once you get, like, a certain age, you're not really good at dancing anymore. Uh-huh. And there was something that she had mentioned that made it sound like... She wasn't that far out of school. Hmm. My guess is going to be like 26. Because okay. I think Winona Ryder in that movie is only yeah. supposed to be like 40 tops, but probably yeah. more like mid-30s. And it's one of those really unfair professions where women especially are forced out early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because 
she has a line about menopause, I think. Yeah. Something like that. So I do get the impression that, what was her character's name? Beth. Beth. That Beth was being unfairly pushed out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. I got yeah. that. She's the one that I feel the worst for, I yeah. think. Yeah, she's like, got... Yeah. She was unfairly pushed out, had to deal with super creepy Taman. Nina was stealing her things. I mean, Nina was stealing her things. Yeah. Yes. Relatively harmless because it was pretty like harmless. Lipstick, she didn't know but about it, still, but... it's a violation of. Yeah. The All other... the other girls were yeah. out for her. Yeah, yeah, the other ballerinas don't really like her. I think no. it might just be because she's like been on top forever. Mm-hmm. And like, so they all feel like snarky towards her. Yeah. Like when they're talking about uh, how like she's not appealing enough anymore to like draw a crowd i wondered how much of that was true versus just them being yeah catty and it being yeah. a very competitive profession because then so it's just i also didn't want to like assume the worst of a group of women pushing somebody yeah. out because she's we're just prettier than her like i was like i can't make that sort of negative assumption that yeah. people make about groups of women Don't but also this particular group did seem sort of unnecessarily seems, cruel yeah, when they were talking about Beth. Unnecessarily cruel and the fact that it is very competitive. Yeah, and yeah. you only have like a limited amount of time to make your mark, I yeah. guess. But then like, not only that, like she walks into a street and gets hit by a car yeah. and like her leg is so messed up. Like yeah. she's probably yeah. never going to dance again even no. if... She you know. just wanted to for funsies. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Beth. Poor Beth. Yeah. Probably not Beth's fault. Probably oh. not Beth's fault. I would put Beth at the very bottom of the liability. Also, I don't think Tama did anything, but it was just one of those, like... I don't think Tama would think he did anything. No, but it was... I don't know. She had been crying and been upset at that event that they had, whatever it was. And then he talked to her, and then he left with Nina. And so, like, he was with Nina. That's, like, his alibi if he needs one. But it just seemed a little like I wouldn't put it past him to like push someone into the street, not <laughs> necessarily like... in front of a car, but just like to be mean. And then a car hits them, and it's he's kinda... like, "It is what it is." That feels very Toma. I would bet you his name is Thomas, and he just calls himself Toma. Oh, probably his parents are like Thomas, and he's like, "No, my friends are over. You have to say Toma." <laughs> his apartment sucks. I hate it. Yeah, you. It's so it's so bad. Oh, my one. Not one issue with the movie, but I think part of the reason I don't like it more, and I get the whole point of it being Black Swan, and then you have the Black Swan and the White Swan, so you have, like, the good and the evil, etc. It was very black and white throughout, like, the whole movie. Yeah. And there was not a whole lot of color, and I'm a person who likes color. And so I just think it could have benefited from some, aside from, like, the club. Yeah. That had some color. Mm Mm-hmm. I had some warmth to it, but every other scene was just like visibly cold. And yeah, I always think... I get it as far as like movies go and everything, but I also don't like it. Like even Nina's scarf, I've always noticed, feels like it was a really bright color once, and somebody put a syringe in it and just drained it all out. Most of Nina's clothes look that way to me. Well, I read a whole thing, and then it made sense. 
because I had not like read a whole thing. I saw a thing while we were watching the movie about how in the beginning she's the only one wearing all white. So mm-hmm. when they have the guy who like comes and taps them and selects them oh, for their auditions, okay. um, if you look at all the other dancers, they all have like some sort of gray or black or whatever, That's and cool. she's the only one wearing all white. And then throughout the movie, she starts to wear more like a mix of them and or gray. And then at the end of the movie, she's wearing much more black and darker colors. So mm-hmm. visual thing. But, like, toss some green in there. Throw some red. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of orange. That's Who knows? That's not how ballet works. It could be. My tutu was red. See, you can practice and rehearse in whatever color tutu you want. And then just Never take, go it off and <laughs> take it off and wear your, your... Is it called a costume? Do they say costume? I don't know. I didn't go to class. It's because you had a red tutu. I already had the red tutu. That was all I wanted. <laughs> Yeah, what did you think about Nina's scratching? It seemed legit. Again, not knowing anything about like any sort of competitive whatever, like highly competitive job or profession or activity, but it seems like that would be a legitimate thing. Like, you just can't help it because her mom said that she did it in her sleep too. I was sort of, though, waiting for it to be like... Nina was seeing it, but then this was all ruled out immediately because the mom saw it in the beginning of the movie. But I was hoping that, like, Nina would notice it and throughout the movie it would, like, get bigger, but it wasn't ever actually there. I think it got more irritated and red. Like, she was clearly still doing it. But yeah. it didn't... I, I felt like they could have made the mark visibly different to help I also think that... I also thought it was, like, gonna come back. Or, like, we would have, like, seen her right. scratching, not just periodically being like, oh, no... It's bleeding again. Yeah. But it seems like a legitimate, like, just stress reaction. I think never seeing her scratch was a choice. So that we... Because I am not actually convinced that she does scratch. Or if she does scratch, I'm not convinced it's tied to the the competitive nature of ballet. Because she has that personality where she, like, is obsessed with it. It's the only thing in her life. Like, her mom, I think, is, like, the only contact she has in her little flip phone. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And besides the ballet people. And they reference that box office, Sarah from the box office, mm-hmm. like two or three times as like a close family friend almost. Like her mom oh. knows Sarah from the box office. So I think that Nina's personality is, is catered to stress out about it because it's the only world that she has. But I also feel like the mom could be lying about it because the mom doesn't want her to do things like ballet I don't have any evidence for this and sometimes I'm like no she probably just legitimately scratches because her job is extremely stressful but sometimes like the mom just really makes me mad and she's creepy she's creepy and it feels like Nina could just scratch it it could just be like a compulsive thing that isn't necessarily Mm -hmm. tied to any direct cause that her mom is making worse by freaking out about it and trying to attribute it to a cause that it shouldn't be attributed to. Like, maybe if they just left it alone and applied some cream once in a while and they didn't freak out and clip her nails so violently every single time, it might go away on its own. I was like, a fingertip is for sure about to be cut off Mm -hmm. right now. So that was another I, like, didn't look or I, like, washed through my fingers. The reaction to, like, Nina, you're scratching again. It's just so 
aggressive, and I feel like yeah. if the reaction was, oh, Nina, you're scratching again, we'll pick up some ointment from Walgreens. Right, or like, be fine. put a Band-Aid over it so that even if you do scratch, yeah, you like some gauze right there. Yeah, like, you're protected. We'll make, we'll make an appointment at just, the dermatologist. To me, it seemed more like some people clench their teeth, and some I, people I'm just scratch people. I mean, yeah. You're and a Bruxer. I'm a Bruxer. You're a Bruxer. I'm a Bruxer. Bruxism. So I guess, I don't know, I think I think the movie... Exactly. Grinding or clenching of teeth. Yeah. Some people think they should be two separate things. I concur. They are indeed two separate things. No, although they like, frequently they do... put under the same umbrella term as Bruxism. No. But they do frequently coincide. That's true. Okay. Dentistry. Ooh. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think the scratching just falls back into the hallucination category for me. Is it really? It's not it Her mom saw it. I don't trust the mom. I mean, I don't trust the mom. Either, I mean, again, I just said like that I believe thing. there is scratching, but I have too many questions. <laughs> there is scratching, but it just falls back. I have into too the many questions about it category. that it falls into the I'm not sure what's actually happening with the scratching. That's one thing that I'm like, no, that's that's real. Well, you're that's wrong. Real life. You need to consider all the possibilities. Yeah, I have. And you I'm haven't. standing by this. You're talking to the world's greatest detective, and that you is me. You are not. I am. No. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I liked it as a character trait, especially mm-hmm. with all of the other skin stuff, and like towards yeah. the end when she's like pulling the feathers out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wasn't sure if it was some like early sign of mental distress, even before she's got the whole audition for the mm-hmm. swan queen and everything on her plate just like how much how how much of her home life plus just being a competitive dancer mm-hmm. like how much of that has been weighing on her even before she like tries to undertake this huge role i don't know i thought that that was a pretty not clever but like neat way of showing like the problems have already kind of started before the movie Mm -hmm. and it's only getting worse from here yeah she's she's um vulnerable to what the movie sets out to do the scene of her pulling out the feathers really distressed me because haven't you ever like pulled out a feather from a pillow and it's like really satisfying to do it yeah but i was like oh oh no that should not come out of skin and it looked like it just like stuck and it it, i didn't like it it makes that squelchy sound, too. I was not paying attention to the sound. I can't make the squelchy sound, because I am not a feather being slowly <laughs> removed from a human body. But it is like a squelchy sound. I wasn't paying attention. I think Good I was for more you. just like... Congrats. Ew. That's gross. But part of it was like, that would be pretty satisfying. <laughs> I'm like, like, yeah, if I had a pillow in front of me and I was pulling one of those out, I'd be like, this is amazing. I mean, it's just kind of like a worse splinter. A much worse splinter. I can't pull splinters out of me either, so I don't was. know. Was. What? Was. I once walked into the library and I had like gotten a splinter from closing my garage door, like a spot where I always hit my hand every day for the last however many years. It gave me a splinter. And I had to walk in and be like, anyone got any tweezers? And then only one person did. Thankfully, they did. This is not a story that needed That's to be told. That's a really good story. <laughs> I am riveted. <laughs> Point that, of it, really. what happened. I pulled it out because I'm competent and a good person. <laughs> <laughs> the measure of a good person is can they pull out their own splinter? Yeah. 
That's like item number four. I rely on others because others want to help me. I haven't got a splinter in like 15 years. Yeah, when I got that, I was like, when's the last time I had a splinter? Maybe the last time I played with wood chips on the playground? I don't know. I once got a splinter in my tongue. That hurt. Oh. Were you just chomping down on some wood? Clarinet. Okay. To suck on the reed. That tracks. And then I was like, ouch, that hurt. And then I just went to the bathroom and was like, ah, yeah, there it is. And pulled it on out. When did you play clarinet? Middle school and fifth grade. We've been over this before, how we both played clarinet. I don't remember this conversation. I swear every time you're like, I played the oboe or the bassoon, you do just a slightly different instrument. No, because it was a clarinet. I wanted to play the flute, but I couldn't get a sound out, and then I almost played the viola, but I played the clarinet instead. They told me I didn't have the breath support to play the flute or the saxophone. They didn't let me try either of those things. They just told me no. But I've been like, you don't know my breath support? Well, I they just, I don't know. There were a lot of kids there. I had asthma, and I was able to play the clarinet, like... I don't, I don't know, I man. Think they, they just, just didn't want you. Probably. <laughs> to like, no, 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 not her. Put her in something else. Put her in one of the instruments nobody likes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was probably it. But I'm still mad. They didn't even let me give it a go. Just you told me I was succeeded. too small. You don't know that. How are you too small for a flute? Because you need to, like, have a good breath support. It and I, they just assumed that I wouldn't because... But you can because... be small and have a good breath. Like, yeah, Christina I'm Aguilera is a very small person and she's got an incredible diaphragm. I am diaphragm. with you. Bring it up with the school system <laughs> who assumed my abilities from looking at me and didn't let me try. I'm still mad about this. <laughs> I sense that. I wanted to play the trombone and they were just like, here you go. <laughs> like, well, what must it be like to be, to be told, to be given things that you want? Is that, I always imagine that would be really hard, like, because if there were, like, notches on the thing to be like, this is a C, and I could just stick it there, but there aren't, are there? No. You just gotta, like, wing it. Yeah, I mean, eventually you learn where the C is. But that sounds like an extra, like... Third position. Like, good or job. sixth position knowing that your your ears can hear that because i mean like yeah clarinet you can hear if you play the wrong note but you can also look down and be like oops i put my pinky on the thing and then you just lift it and then you play it and God, I, hate the yeah. I didn't hate it i liked being second clarinet first clarinet sucked you had to do all the high notes which yeah. was really hard and then you had to go really fast and then third clarinet you would hold down one note for like four bars and then just switch to another one second clarinet you got some of some of the fun, without yeah. the difficulty or the boringness. The last clarinet because I did not care. Oh yeah, I let the overachievers get the first clarinet, yeah. and if it was ever passed back to me, I would just switch it with another. Maybe you would have liked clarinet more if you'd been second clarinet. Not like second clarinet, but like you played the second clarinet part. I know what you mean. I tried to be nice one You've time. You've never been nice to me. I got you a pot pie. That's technically true, <laughs> but you bring it up a lot. <laughs> it's only like the second time <laughs> it has come up. I'd say. Anyway, more black swan. We stuff. can cut literally all of that. Yeah, just, <laughs> just get it all. I'm just waiting for us to get through a part. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. 
part of the thing that I have trouble with when we get into like hallucinations and like is this real or not is like a lot of the time things will happen in kind of like the dream space or whatever mm-hmm. the hallucination that have an impact on the real world but however it's supposed to have happened doesn't make any sense in reality okay. and I think I had that trouble with like when she murders Lily like, like he, she kills her doppelganger mm-hmm. in the dressing room but really somehow stabbed herself I had a I was wondering about that too because right before they revealed that like Lily was actually alive and well well not right before like minutes leading up to it I was thinking this is like a big professional opening night showing there has got to be someone who's like where's Lily she's supposed to be out there what's going on and just like like a spot would have had to have been missing in like the lineup of dancers. So I'm like, there's no way people aren't like it shouldn't. It should at least be in the background, sort of a like, has anyone seen Lily, sort of thing. And then you know they reveal that she's fine, and I'm like, ah, that explains it. That's why it didn't happen. But still, there's a very different hand movement from stabbing something else to yeah. stabbing yourself. And I. Yeah. And then she like dances the whole second act with a big chunk of glass in her stomach. Yeah. And like, I don't know. There were there were some things that like thematically thematically swan. I was like thematically <laughs> swan. I was like, yeah, I get it. But I know I'm supposed to just suspend my disbelief and be like, yeah, okay. But it's hard. It's hard to do that. Adrenaline guess, was coursing through her. Yeah, I'll give her that one. A lot of adrenaline. adrenaline. Yeah. For like making it through the dance with the glass, I mean, like I still feel like it should have had a larger effect. But you also mentioned that the costume could have been keeping it in, which again still would have hurt. But I think she was a little bit nuts so at that mm-hmm. point, so it wouldn't have been at the forefront of her mind. But yeah, I was wondering too about the actual act of it, because it would have been different if she had done like like a downward stab motion. And then had accidentally stabbed, like, her arm or her leg or something, because there was no actual other person there Mm -hmm. to receive it. But the fact that she wound up stabbing herself in the stomach, I'm like, but that doesn't make sense. I guess I'd be disappointed if it did make sense. Like, by that point, she's been pulling feathers out of her back, and... Yeah, but that's, like, a hallucination. Yeah, but, like, feathers aren't really there. Or else you'd have to be like... How'd the feathers get there? I don't know. It just seemed like, how'd that get there if she was stabbing something else? For me, the movie has built up the hallucinations and Nita's mental state enough by that point that I expect not everything to match up. And I kind of like that everything doesn't match up. I think that all uh, the things that you have stated are valid, and I think it could have been a cool way to go to actually, like physically match things up so that it made sense but Uh for me the point of the movie by that point has stopped to be the physical world i really like the swan lake music and i think that the energy from the music translates really well to dina's story backstage which is in part because it is in fact just swan lake right um but when lily is revealed not to be dead and the shard is in her that feels like inevitable to me so that was just always what was going to happen so I don't really care that I never saw her do a motion where she stabbed herself and it feels 
purer because I never saw her stab herself. I think it's more like, I wouldn't have minded, I don't mind that we didn't see her stab herself, I don't mind that she did stab herself. It's more like, yeah, it doesn't quite track to me. Like, I get it, she was like, not doing too hot. It's very possible that she literally just stabbed herself, and that's the end of it. But everything else... I don't know. It just seemed like there should have been something it's that all... sort of made it a bit more connected. It's weird because I like I and there's no rhyme or reason to it, but I pick things that I'm like, oh, I can love lead that one be, and other ones where I'm like, no, you have to explain that. I guess like and for whatever reason, this is one where I'm like, you have to explain it. For me, it's it's not good. <laughs> I'm trying to elaborate. <laughs> The glass shard is really is really neat, not in a cool way, in a way that it is physically, literally, very neatly placed inside her, mm-hmm. and it's almost like less of a I stabbed myself and more of a like I inserted this and left it there and waited to take it out motion, which really interests me. That and would then, be more interesting. I also feel like I already kind of said this, but the music is just so like dramatic and hectic, and it's building by that point that the fact that there are steps that were missed feels, like, right to me and, like, the only way that this could have happened. The fact that nobody else seems to notice... First of all, Nina's been weird the whole movie, so I don't think anybody, like, would have noticed her acting weird because Mm -hmm. even if they did, it's, like, opening night. She's really nervous. Plus, she had said... Or her mom had said she wasn't going to be there. Yeah. She rushed in and was like, no, I'm here. Mm -hmm. But, you know, fair. Um... So I I can see nobody noticing that. And then the spot of blood just thematically needed to happen right when it happened. And from the stage, or from not from the stage, from the audience on the stage, just looked like part of the costume, I think. And if somebody probably should have been like, is Nina actually bleeding? But everybody is also on stage performing in that moment. Mm. Mostly, I'm surprised that it took so long for them to notice once she landed. And I get that for a moment, that one guy was standing over her, so that would have blocked the view. But before he stood over her, there was like at least like three seconds, which isn't that long, but when you're like in a serious thing like that, three seconds is like a good chunk of time. It's a bright red stain and a very white costume. Yeah, and like they all know that's supposed to be a white costume. I feel like someone would have been, at the very least, if we're going back to like snarky, Highly competitive, they're looking for ways to take each other down. You'd think someone would have been like, God, she can't even keep her like costume clean. I mean, it was the end of the show, so it wouldn't really have fit in that moment, but and it that, just seemed like someone would have noticed before mm-hmm. they did. That part does bother me a little bit more because it's after the big build and after the, like, the stacking the moments on top of each other where they don't quite match up or make sense. And so I'm, well, I'm fine with that. Afterwards, when it's winding down, I am like... Well, now I want the world to make sense again. And that part doesn't make sense to me that they didn't notice. I guess I can give the benefit of the doubt. It's been a wild night. I get there's some because, you know, it's opening night. They just had a lot going on. They were like, Nina, you did such an incredible job. (laughs) You're dying. There's a lot going on. (laughs) So, like, I give it some time, but, and obviously we as the audience knew that it was in her stomach, so we knew what to look for, and we noticed it, but I still feel like, again, it's a big dark spot in the middle of her white costume. I just feel like it would have been noticed. Do you guys think Nina survives? I think... 
I like to think that people survive in things, so yeah. I went for yes, and then I also read. I can stop like reading things unless it's like interesting to share things. I don't know. Um, that at some point the I think it was the director he like had placed blood on the inside of her legs, and Natalie Portman stated that she felt uncomfortable with that because she thought it made it seem like she was on like her period yeah. or something, mm-hmm. and I think the person. Whoever it was who made this choice to do that mentioned that it was supposed to be, like, her, like, becoming a woman, air quote on air quote. And because of... Right? Well, like, we had seen her gather all her stuffed animals. okay. And she knocked over the There was that kind of... So she was sort of like... like, And even her voice is very, like, high-pitched and a bit more childish. Yeah, like, she doesn't quite talk the way that... Yeah, and it's... Adult women. The worst adults talk. (laughs) So... It was meant to be sort of a symbolic thing, and because of that reason, Natalie Portman herself believes that Nina lives, and that her, like, dying and, like, seeing the lights and everything was more like the death of that more, like, innocent part of her. But I, without that explanation, was just like, I like to think that people live. She probably, maybe, will never dance again and could possibly be put in, like, an institution, but I think she had one good show, and that's all she really wanted. Because, again, for a moment, she was perfect. And I think when you have that sort of mental state, that fragile state that she's in, that's enough. I think there's so much like mirroring with the plot of Swan Lake that like the swan at the end kills herself. And I think, I think she probably dies. I think that she, she kills herself at the end of it. But kills herself in her quest for perfection Mm -hmm. and, like, can finally die happy now or whatever. Because that's all that she's wanted the whole time is to, like, be the perfect ballerina. And now she's done that, so... I mean, that probably is, like, the more logical thing. I just like to think that people live. I also think that she died. I mean, it makes sense. They do the whole, like, she has had that in her for hours. Yeah. Moving around, like, that's not good. She's losing a lot of blood. And now that she had this moment of, like, perfection, she also doesn't have the, like, thing to, like, stay on when they're like, stay awake, Nina. Like, there's no reason because she's like, I did my job, I'm out. Yeah. And then, you know, all the lights, everything goes bright. So she probably does die. But I don't want her to. And therefore she lives. Can't always get what you want. Yes, I can. And she got what she wanted. That's true. Yeah. Nina can. Nina can. Kristen can. Speaking of not getting things that I wanted, I was really disappointed, though it was probably realistic, that Toma just never gets any comeuppance. Oh yeah. Being even just like a little bit gum the whole time. Yeah. Like I would love him to get big comeuppance. But even just, like, a tiny one of someone, like, putting a drink on his head. Or, like, kicking him in the shin. Yeah. And instead, Nina gives him a great big kiss after doing the black swan. Oh, yeah. Which, what did you... Why, what does that happen? What do you think about that? She killed a woman. She's free. She's living. <laughs> living her best life. I, I think it's a show of domination because earlier... She only got the part of the black swan because she bit him yeah. mm-hmm. when he forcibly tried to kiss her. So I think this is her being like, look at me. And I wish it was like a fuck you kiss. I don't think it's a fuck 
this. No. I think it's a let me show you what Plus I can do. Plus he had that whole moment where he's like, you should have been seducing me. Yeah. And so this is her life. So this well, is her seducing, seducing Yeah. It's unfortunate. Although it, it isn't the kind of movie where I expect comeuppance to happen yeah. for characters no. who need no, it to No, I wasn't happen. expecting it either, but... It would have been nice. That could have been the C plot. Yeah. I mean, comeuppance. Yeah. That's what C stands C for. Comeuppance. <laughs> yeah. But like, so much of it too just feels like his fault all the pressure that he puts her Mm -hmm. under and like he's never satisfied in her performance until Mm -hmm. like the show itself and like i don't know just it makes me feel like because i know he was looking at the way nina not nina lily would dance and would be like look she has this she's like the perfect black Mm -hmm. swan but i'm sure this is just how he is so i think even if he had like cast lily for example he would be like you're a good black swan you're not a good white swan and then it could maybe Nina, not Nina. Lily doesn't have the same like fragile state of mind, but I wonder if it's just high pressure situation, douchebag guy calling the shots and pressuring people and putting so much stress on them that I wonder if it could have been like a reverse thing almost, not a reverse thing, but hypothetically had Lily been cast, if there almost could have been a thing where she tries to become so like perfect and good that it destroys her. Sequel. I would watch that. Black Swan 2. White Swan. (laughs) (laughs) Two Swan, two Furious. (laughs) Yeah. What what else did you want to talk about? Was there anything else? What do you make of all the paintings in the mom's room? Oh, yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I like, this is dumb, but I like that she has a lot of different art styles. There's some that you see, like, more frequently, but I'm like, look. Like, multidimensional. I have, like, aside from when we watched it, the last time I had watched it was in, like, late high school, probably. Mm-hmm. But if I watched it again just by myself, I'd probably pause it when we go into her studio just, like, just to look just to look at all the pictures. Because not all of them are Nina. Just no many of them. Uh-huh. And there was actually color in that scene. The yeah. room was green, mm-hmm. and then the paintings, all the, obviously, were very, like, meant to represent a white person's skin tone. Right. But... There were, like, orangey pigments in there. Mm-hmm. There was a green room. It was still very, like, dark and still a bit of contrast. But I'm like, wow, color, nice. And her art is, I wouldn't call it exactly abstract, but it's just abstract enough that I don't feel like it's coveting art. Mm-mm. Which, again, just draws into question whether she is inappropriately coveting yeah. Nina or not. I lean towards Yes. But the pictures are a good way of showing that she is painting her, but not necessarily in, like, a sensual way. Yeah. You should talk more so about that. Because we yeah. didn't talk about that on the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I guess the reason I consider the B-plot so prevalent at home is because the mom is just so weird. And, like, seems to inappropriately handle Nina a lot. Not just physically, although I think there's a scene where she brushes Nina's hair aside and, like, touches the back of her neck. And that's the only time that she does it. So it's not like she's always fondling Nina or anything like that. It's Mm -hmm. just the one time, because this movie's really good at, like, laying down, here's a thing that could be plausible if you really think about it. Mm -hmm. I guess it's just the way that she kind of infantilizes Nina all the time. It's like a combination of helicopter parent, you're my little girl, you'll never not need me um i take care of you i make sure mm-hmm. your mittens are on and your nails are 
are clipped and I make sure you're eating cake when we need to celebrate and I make sure you're not stressing yourself out over this ballet thing. And I also make sure you don't go out at night with people who I don't know. And I also make sure I'm the only contact in your phone, ETC, ETC. So it's like, it just fringes on, is this an inappropriate relationship that mom is trying to have with Nina? Because she also eats the frosting. She makes Nina eat the frosting off of her finger. Mm -hmm. And again, it's the only time it happens. That's a thing that people do, Mm -hmm. especially like a mother and child who are like really close. Like just lick it off a finger. It's fine, whatever. But in that context, I don't like it. Yeah. Especially too, because it's directly after the almost throwing. Yeah, the it's directly after. It's really, a very I'm, power move yeah. thing. Yeah. It feels like a power move. It feels emotional. That's not like a piece of like twenty eight. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. it, and I and I don't know what to make of Nina throwing out all her stuffed animals because that's the only scene we really see where she's rejecting traditionally innocent childish things. She's she's kind of doing that. In trying she to unlock the black swan or whatever. The she did box. box, yeah. And, and I, I guess she follows um, Toma's advice yeah. and touches herself yeah. when her mom is in the room. That's like the scariest scene yeah. in the movie yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. That's so frightening. Oh, yeah. That's so artfully done, too, that scene. Yeah. It's uh-huh. like, yeah. I like I like the things when when everything lines up between, like, really uncomfortable and kind of creepy but also funny yeah because like that scene see, was your chance you're like oh my god that's oh i can't believe it that's really funny <laughs> don't but stop. i'm also like uncomfortable <laughs> laughing this can stop please, now please i get stop. it <laughs> i thought another time the movie did that really well is when she's dragging lily's body into the closet okay where she Lily's just lying there and she like picks her legs up and just like scoots her out the floor. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> on all this broken on all this glass. Blurry glass. Just, like, it's just like, oh my god, she's <laughs> dead. But like it's such a funny movement of like her dragging her across the floor. That's true. Um yeah, that was really, really good. That's another reason though that I consider the mom perhaps the most culpable because Nina's home life just seems yeah. I can't get a beat on it. And my leaning is some abuse going on, and I don't like it. But it's it's it, just an I'm uncomfortable every single home scene. I think it's an abuse, but, but whether not it's just emotional quite, abuse like, or like I think, I think it's just physical emotional. Yeah, is and is questionable. It can get to be borderline physical. Like again, when she's very aggressively cutting mm-hmm. her nails mm-hmm. and the way she just like picks her up and like brings her into the bathroom. Yeah, but. And the, the other thing, are you ready for me? She asks, oh, yeah, implying that she like tucks her into bed every night. And um, take off your shirt. Because yeah. I know that was, again, for another reason, to see the scratches. Yeah. So could be legitimate, but the way that she says it is just like, no. And there's at least one other scene, I think, where Nina has just gotten out of the shower, maybe. Or like, she's covering her yeah. chest, and she's in a towel, I think. Mm. Possibly not a towel. Is that where they're cutting her nails? No, that was actually she said take off your shirt. And then it she was, saw it. It is the same and scene. And she said she okay. didn't have like a bra on underneath or okay. anything, so she was covering her chest. It is the same scene. Okay. Yeah, it just, it just, I don't know. It unsettles me more than other parts of the movie. There's also, I guess, the scene when she was like out of the shower and her mom was like, what are you doing in there? And like, 
Nina had locked the door. Yeah. In the sense that, I mean, it could have just been like, hold on, let me like look at this scratch I've got on my back it, without anyone interfering. But it also is like, should you have to block the door? It that? could just right. be ensuring I have extra privacy. Yeah. But the fact, like, she like she has to go out of her way to get it, and she yeah. does the the bar thing with yeah. her door, which again comes after the um, the the scene where her mom was in her room. Yeah. While she while she was following Tomas' advice, so yes. a legitimate contextual reason that's there, but also, what 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 is this home? Yeah, not do you good. Think, do you think her mom is trying to sabotage her as well? I don't think she's intentionally trying to sabotage, or if she is, she convinces herself it is not sabotage. She's one of those who's like, I have my daughter's best interests at heart, therefore, what I am doing is morally okay. But like, I get really mad when she calls the the place and says Nina is sick she's not coming in for her big performance because yeah. I get it Nina is kind of a mess at that point she's scratching herself there have been a lot of scary incidents but also that's not your choice to make because your daughter has been looking forward to this for her entire life and she is 28 I think she could be sabotaging her and again not even like a she's my daughter and I have her best interest at mind but almost in sort of like like she knows she's doing it but she's telling herself it's for other things because yes, Nina pointed out to her like you had to stop dancing because you had me and now this would be Nina getting to like the peak point in her career and her mom being like well if I didn't have that neither can you I thought she stopped painting I thought she wasn't a dancer but she was a painter I thought she was a dancer no she was a dancer she was? Yeah. okay yeah. I just missed that then yeah cool. There's, yeah there's a there's a part where she like storms out of the apartment she says like i'm the swan queen and you never left the core like the, yeah the other dancing like the group of other dancers. oh okay yeah. that's what she said core okay yeah. and she was a dancer yeah. so i think her mom can try to be like nina is unwell i'm doing this for her safety i'm doing this for her benefit and it isn't necessarily wrong like it's wrong for her to make that call but mm. like the justification behind it but i do think there is a part of her that also knows and is aware that this would sort of sabotage Nina, and she's okay with that. I think that could be also true when she just gilds it over with the yeah. other stuff. Yeah. I don't like the mom. Yeah. No, she's not good. There's a time where, like, right after the, the hallucinated sex scene where she just, like, lets her sleep in and doesn't... Yeah. come and get her so she's late for practice right and... which implies that's a regular thing her mom does wakes her up and helps her get yeah. ready or yeah. whatever which tracks with like everything else in the movie yeah. and that does feel like a very specific instance of yeah, sabotage yeah don't don't like her maybe Not the mom, mom was the black swan all along yeah maybe the black swan was the friends we made along the way <laughs> What do we think of Lily? Because, like, at the beginning, Lily seems perfectly nice and fine, and I, like, kind of want Nina to get to know her, but I also feel like that's what Lily's game is, so I feel like I've been tricked very easily at the beginning. I'm undecided on Lily because I yeah. cannot tell if she really is just playing, like, the nice friend mm -hmm. and trying, like, not cool all around. She put the thing in her drink. No, it's very not I mean, cool. like, and, and Nina saw her do it, and even before she took a sip, she said, like, just a couple hours, right? And beforehand, Lily had said, like, oh, it's only in your system for a couple hours. So Nina knew, and it implies 
to Lily that she knew, but also Lily hadn't known that Nina saw her put it in there and was still going to give it to her anyway. Right. So I do not like no, that. No, that is, that is not an okay thing that happened. My only thing is that you could argue that that was her genuinely trying to be like, homegirl is wound too tight, horrible mom at home. We're just giving her like one night where she can just be free and let loose and it's a bad way to have a friend let loose do not drug people friends or otherwise but so like you could argue that it's that but it could also very easily be like we're on stage tomorrow so now is my time Mm -hmm. to make sure she's not there in the morning and then i can step on in and so it's especially because she comes in when we find out that Lily is still alive, she comes in. And it did seem like a genuine, like, oh, my God, you did such a good job. This is amazing. But it could just be all a big mind game. So I'm yeah. undecided on Lily. I generally like her, but I think part of that is because I don't know what her game is or yeah, if she like, has one. That's Yeah, Lily, I think, is less of a black swan figure to me than the mom is, actually. The mom's way worse. The mom's way worse. Um, Lily just seems like... Like, they try to paint her as the cool, edgy ballerina who, like, isn't perfect, but dances with the spirit and goes out to party. But it almost seems like she's fine. Like, I guess she's the edgy ballerina because she does these things, but I also don't feel like she's that bad. But I don't know enough about her by the time we get to the point where she could be bad to make a judgment call either way. Like, again, she could be with Tomas. Bad, but she doesn't quite follow the rules. Like, she comes in late to practice, mm-hmm. and then she makes some sort of joke. I don't remember at what point. Oh, also when she, like, first comes into the room where they're all, like, putting on their makeup and getting ready. It just seems more like, not necessarily that she's bad. She's perhaps the black swan and that she's opposite of trying to be, like, so perfect all the time, and she doesn't care. But, um, I think it's more, yeah, that she just isn't constantly trying to like be at the level of everyone else she's sort of doing her own thing and trying to get to a level she Mm -hmm. wants to be at yeah so i don't think she's like made to be a villain yeah i think she becomes a villain in nina's mind Mm -hmm. but i don't think watching it again i wasn't like specifically paying attention to it Mm -hmm. but a lot of the times when Nina freaks out about Lily, it's like a thing that just totally makes sense in terms of like running a ballet company or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she oversleeps and comes in and sees Lily dancing the black swan and is like, oh my God, she's replacing me. But like, she's the understudy now. Right. Like, that's a thing that happens. <laughs> like, she's, of course, she's going to be practicing for it because if Nina's unreliable or untrustworthy, like, they're going to have to the show is going to have to go on, right? But she brought her out the night before and invited her out and then got her to do all these things, hopefully, specifically, possibly, so that she would oversleep. And then Lily has that moment, not to just, like, perform as the understudy, because that's her job, but to, like, show Tama and everyone else, like, look, this should be my role. It's possible, but it also feels, like, kind of paranoid. Or, like, it could... it, It feels like a manifestation of, like... Nina's stress paranoia like mm-hmm. I because Lily also takes the ecstasy or whatever yeah when she says it's only gonna last a couple hours like I, I don't think she's like lying to her and like is expecting her mm-hmm. to like 
be totally wasted the next yeah. day or whatever. I think, I don't know. I feel, I find myself trusting Lily and thinking that most of the bad feelings come from Nina's mental state than they do from like Lily actually doing anything bad. I'm kind of on that train. I think I'm on, I'm very, I'm very split because again, she seems so good, but she also seems like the kind of person who knows that she's likable and uses that to her advantage. Yeah. And so, again, she could, like, it does seem like a very premeditated thing, and I don't think it would necessarily be some sort of, like, we have to wake up in six hours, and this is supposed to be in her system for six and a half hours, so therefore, if I give it to her now, it's going to mess her up. Like, I don't think it's that sort of a thing. But Lily also, we get the impression that, like, she does this all the time, goes to places and stays out late and has a lot of drinks and does the occasional drug, but... Nina does not and she could also sort of know this and have it be like okay it'll only stay in her system for a few hours but it's probably going to hit her that much harder if she's not used to having any sort of this thing in her system or doing any of these sort of things so I think it could have also been she sees an opportunity it could have been a genuine like I'm going to go to her house to check up on her we happen to go get drinks slash dinner and then she's like, yeah, tomorrow we are on stage. I got her out. Let's see if I can keep her out and get a moment to be on stage for myself. Like, not necessarily ill-intentioned, but rolling with it. But she does a very good job where I, you can't tell if she's just being Lily and the paranoia is framing all this as her out to get Nina. Or if she actually is, and it's just a very subtle thing. I'm torn. I want to believe Lily is good, because I like her. But. Unknown. 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 Okay. So. For the next episode. It took me forever to remember this name, and I'm not even sure if it's the main character of the movie. But. Katniss is a child from Mockingjay, one of the poor districts in the big city where social services are lacking and children often starve while the rich districts flourish. She dreams of a better life, but in this futuristic dystopia, the only way to get ahead is to fight. Each year, the rich holds an Olympics meets gladiatorial combat event for the children of the city, where the winning district will receive desperately needed money and supplies for their community. The kids must represent their districts and do battle to save their families and friends. And Katniss declares herself as a tribute, like that gif I keep seeing. <laughs> Anyways, tune in next week for a discussion of The Hunger Games, starring Jennifer Lawrence. I really hope her name is Katniss. We were not going to tell you. I Absolutely not. didn't expect but you to. I'm surprised you even have seen a gif. It's everywhere. It goes to, I mean, I... But it's, okay, but, it's, but it's Hunger Games was everywhere until that gift was everywhere. Yeah, that's fair enough, I suppose. Yeah, Hunger Games was a big deal. Not so much anymore. Not so much it's anymore. Kinda, it's kind of faded. Didn't I tell you how Suzanne Collins, though, is coming out with a book? You did. That takes place about, like, the first Hunger Games or something like that? Mm. Maybe, yeah, it's maybe not the first one. It was, like, the tenth. I don't know. The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. Next time, I'm Catching Up David. Adios. See see you then. Bye. <laughs>